0: everyone it is almost 4 30 we're gonna just wait a little bit and um, I'll get started so we'll just let the viewers kind of come on for those of you that are logging on I don't know if you are an RSVP member or you're just scrolling across this on your feed right now but this is gonna be an educational piece I know I'm in my bathrobe but um, this has nothing to do with nudity we are going to be talking about how to introduce a new partner into the lifestyle and so that's what this is going to be about. We're going to just wait a few minutes. I find that it takes some time for others to log on for us to be able to get started. So we're just going to take, you know, that that opportunity for that to happen. If you want to participate and I really encourage you to do so, just, you know, enter your comments field into the messages over there and I'll toggle back and forth between reading your comments and what I have going on over here. Just because this is a lifestyle conversation about newbies or bringing, your, bringing a new partner into the lifestyle does not mean that you can't ask questions about anything else that might be on your mind because it's all lifestyle related and education is education. So if it's on your mind, that means it's on somebody else's mind and we need to talk. We need to educate. So... um yeah. And for those of you that don't know, I'm Mizzie Bender. I am a lifestyle advocate and educator influencer. I own Mizzy's Boutique and I also have Bender Parties and the Mizzie Bender Show, which is my podcast. And I do all sorts of different lifestyle events. I'm pretty much travel every single weekend to a different event and do different things. So for me, I'm really experienced in being in the environment all the time. My play style is a little bit more conservative. So, um, you know, I'm not I'm not like a typical true swinger. I am just lifestyle where I love to bring in additional partners and different things, but it's more on a uh, get to know me basis and it takes me some time and things like that. So, you're more than welcome to ask me about my composition and anything else that may be on your mind during this episode, or something that might spark. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is because it gives me the opportunity and an outside view to have an understanding of interactions and behaviors and thoughts, and just the way that people really interact within the lifestyle itself. And it gives me a pretty good lens of a lot of different um, experience, uh, a lot of different um, issues. And not really issues but situations that occur. So, you know, it's interesting. Hey Barty, how are you? Thank you for joining. I really appreciate it. I think that um, at 433 we'll get started and dive into today's topic. And as time goes on, we'll, you know, more more viewers will come and, and we'll get into it. But Um, Okay, it's 4.33 now. Perfect. So this is going to be about introducing a new play partner or a new partner into the lifestyle. And I think that this is a very delicate subject and we need to take it such as that because you don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable or um, not good enough or insecure, right? So I think that it really goes back to square one. When you want to present or bring somebody into the lifestyle itself, I do believe that your communication about About your lifestyle should happen almost immediately when you first meet somebody and you're explaining who you are and what you're up to and what you enjoy in life because I think that that's where the segue for what's to come will really happen you know if you're not truthful and if you're not honest and transparent from the start how are others going to understand what it is that you want and what you're looking for and how are they going to wrap their head around it So I find honesty is the best policy right from the start, and I think that that works really well for um, you know the start of this. So thinking about it, and I so first you have that first transparency like right out of the gate when you first meet somebody, but then you got to kind of take baby steps, and you have to allow your new partner to become very comfortable with your own relationship. So, I don't really think that introducing a new partner right away is recommended because there's so much going on in your relationship to begin with. It's very new. You're trying to understand each other. You're trying to get a feel for how you guys operate in general and really just kind of trying to become one unit and trying to complicate it with something such as this, I think is just that complicated. So, for me, I would say, take it very slow. Baby steps. You first have that introduction when you first meet them. This is my lifestyle. This is maybe something that I would be interested in in the future. You know, you kind of lay a little bit where you're you're not asking that person to specifically join at that moment in time, but you're giving them the understanding that this is something that you might need in your life. And if it's something that they cannot maybe get a jump on to further down the line maybe that's not your particular partner and then at that point in time you need to make the determination on whether or not you're going to proceed with you know actually you know trying to pursue this relationship or if you're trying to you know step away from it so then it comes down to okay is this something I need? Do I need to be part of the lifestyle? Do I need to be in this sexual environment all the time? And it kind of breaks down you having to really take a deeper insight, a deeper self-reflection as to what it is that you want and be able to relay relay that to your partner in a way that's not going to be um, demeaning or, you know, all sorts of different things. So, when taking it slow, you've had this introduction conversation. Great, you've put it out there, and um, you put it out there, and you let them know exactly what it was that you're looking for. Now you table that conversation. You don't bring it up anymore. You kind of just like go about your business and you ease into it. And maybe you know six months down the line or a year down the line after you guys have had your connection and you feel like you're at a foundation. That is, you know, steady, and you're in good shape. Well, then, okay, I would say bring this topic back up, but do it delicately. Maybe you have a conversation about it while you're, you know, being intimate. Maybe you choose to, I don't know, you're watching a movie, and some for some, you know, whatever the scene is in that movie, sparks some some conversation in your head. That's a great segue. jump in and say, hey, you know what? I know we talked about this and I mentioned this early on when we first met, that this is kind of my lifestyle. Now that you're watching it, how do you feel about it? And do you understand or do you have any questions? And I think that that's a really great way to bring them into it, have the conversation, but allow it to be open-minded for them to be able to articulate to them, articulate to you, what it is that they're feeling and what it is that they think that they could get behind from an adult lifestyle or maybe it's just that they have a lot of questions and they have to keep asking you questions but that's a really great segue into the next steps so there you have it initially you bring it up and you're fully transparent on your first date yeah i do believe it should be the first date because it is part of you and it is who you are so to leave that out would be crazy so You know, you bring it up on the first date delicately. You don't go into crazy detail, but you just share. And then, you know, you go about your business with your relationship. Then you introduce it into a movie or whatever. Now, what about playtime? So you and your partner are intimate. And this is one of the times my partner and I have probably a lot of conversation from a sexual standpoint. There's a lot of fantasy discussion. There's a lot of, you know, this is what I wanna see. And there's a lot of, you know, different things in that nature. So that would be a really great time to bring that topic up also. You know, you don't want to just like one day out of the blue, you know, be, I don't know, washing the dishes and be like, hey, guess what? This is what I want to do. And never mention it prior to or never mention it like that you've ever been part of this lifestyle before. And you just like throw it out there one day. I think that that would be really detrimental to the relationship only because you have to make people understand about this lifestyle. You have to have the understanding of of what this is. And there's so much misconception that when you bring it out like a bull in a china shop like that, I think that it's going to be a recipe for disaster. So being considerate of your partner, understanding that you need to make sure that they're, they're feeling validated in your relationship, that you're not just throwing this out there and you're going to just you know, try and convince your partner to be part of this lifestyle. I don't really think that that's a really great approach because, as we all know, there's a lot of different emotional baggage, maybe is the right word, that comes with this lifestyle. You know, not everything is cut and dry, and each situation brings its own scenario, and I think that you have to have a really firm understanding of who you are to be able to navigate stuff like that. I'm going to take a pause and go over to here. Oh, Dave, thank you so much for your comment. I appreciate it. I appreciate you being here. Um, No, I'm not breaking out my boobies. As I was just saying early on, um, this is going to be just a conversation about lifestyle stuff. This is a conversation about introducing your partner into the lifestyle if they're new so you know it usually takes a little bit for the conversation to get going you know I try and explain as much as I can up front so you as the viewer can contribute back some thoughts and then we just go back and forth such as that so no this has nothing to do with boobies um and so Dave says your relationship has to be rock solid before you even think about introducing a partner to the lifestyle. I do agree with that, Dave. That is absolutely on point. I think that we miss that at times because people have a a, a misconception that they're just going to automatically come into the lifestyle and it's going to be this grandiose thing but that in actuality is not really what happens and they think that you're just going to go in and you're just going to bang somebody and that's that but unfortunately there is way too much involved with it that if your foundation of your relationship is not solid and is not firm, you're gonna have a really bumpy ride because what's gonna end up happening is is your insecurities from your relationship are gonna start creeping in there and they're gonna catch you off guard. And that's going to wreak havoc on your relationship itself. So if you have a rocky ground and you're not starting with something super strong and vibrant within the two of you, I don't recommend you going into the lifestyle because that would be crazy. So yes, ensuring that you and your partner are on the same page is super critical. I think that that's very true. So um, Dave says, what about taking um, taking to a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Oh, hold on. What about talking to a girlfriend or boyfriend about your previous experiences in the lifestyle? Do you think you should mention it or just let it be part of the past? I think that it depends on what it is that you're looking for. If you feel like the lifestyle is something that's super critical to your life, I do believe that you should bring the conversation up when you first meet the person. Do I think that you should go fully into what your play scenes have been? No. But highlighting the fact that maybe that you you do like threesomes or, you you know, going into a high level of the things that you like, I think is okay. You don't wanna explain the nitty gritty of it though, because that's not for that person to know. That is for you and your play partner and you keep it private in that matter. So explaining as much as you can from an education standpoint without bringing your emotions into it, I think is going to be your home run there because you don't want to... You don't want to make the connections back that a particular thing was so thrilling for you, right? And, and make that person that you're talking to feel like now they have to live up to something because that's not what you're trying to do, right? You're just trying to make them understand and be part of what it is that you want to be part of without them having these misconceptions of what the swingers lifestyle is. So there's a few different pieces there that I think that you would have to be delicate on, but keeping it to a minimum. So the next question is, hi, do you also believe that there is a big difference between lifestyle, depending on the region, Europe, for example, much more advanced compared to the U.S., for example? Oh, I definitely think that region and part of the world definitely plays into what happens within the swingers' world each country has their own ways of working and there are some are more sexually as you mentioned so much more sexually advanced than we are and there are some clubs across other countries that it's pretty much anything goes and like you know there's like no touching rules but not really and it's almost like It's not a no touching rule. It's like a rule is to be touched. So if somebody touches you, then that is an invitation for them to come to you and you don't have to ask or all those different things that we emphasize over here. So yes, there are different learnings. I, um, I don't know them all because I haven't traveled to different countries, so I'm not that knowledgeable in it, but I do believe that there is a difference between swinging in any region that you go to, any part of the country that you go to, any other country that you go to. So you just have to be aware of your surroundings and make sure that you're asking those around you or the clubs that you're attending what the rules and boundaries are in that particular venue. So definitely. Um, So Dave is asking, like asking before joining in. I'm not sure exactly what you mean there. So piggyback on to that and I will be sure to answer it for you. If if you're asking, like asking before joining in, I'm not sure. I I really do need you to to, to, to add something different in there. Um, Okay, could you... Speak a bit about your opinion, experiences of hot wifing. I love hot wifing. My partner and I are super strong into hot wifing. I think that's a lot of our compositions. Um, and I should say that there's a lot of different levels to hot wifing, and everybody does it differently. I don't leave the house and go bang somebody and come back and you know be with him. It's more of like we invite single men into our relationship and you know into our play night and we do our thing. Either my partner is part of it, or he's watching, or something of the sorts. Um, But I think that that's a really solid composition, and I think it's super fun. I think that if you're open to exploring your sexuality and being part of something super amazing, you then go for it. I am not to the point yet where I would feel comfortable going to somebody's house, simply because I'm not a planner in that way. I don't like to say, like, okay, on Friday night, I'm going to come bang you. Because for me, like, I don't think that my sexual energy runs that way. For me, it's kind of like, oh, you know, we're hanging out and we all have this really amazing vibe going on. Let me blow you. Like, that would be great, right? I, I don't want to just make a date and do that. Like, it just, it doesn't work for me that way. You know, like, for instance, this weekend, we're having a Friendsgiving, and we do have one of our single guy playmates coming, and... I'm looking forward to it simply because now it's not like determined that we're going to play or anything of the sorts, but I'm looking forward to it because it's somebody that I'm allowed to be like openly sexual with and I can interact with him however I want to when I'm in his company. And so for me, that's exciting and that's thrilling because, you know, if the moment feels right and if the environment is right around us, well, then that could potentially lead into... You know, something. But it's not like we said, oh, okay, come over on Saturday at three o'clock for a barbecue because we're going to bang. That's not it at all. It's just like, oh my God, we're going to be chilling in an environment and just being so casual with some freedom and, you know, just like chilling for the day that anything's possible, right? And you just got to keep an open mind and just flow and see where the day takes you. That's where I find to be exhilarating and most explosive and where I get the most joy from. So hot wifing, yes, I have a lot of experience, a lot to experience still, but definitely awesome. So Dave is saying, I love hot wifing as a single guy. It is so exciting making a wife feel the center of our lust. Yeah, and I think that it's really great to have um, multiple men. That's one of my favorite compositions. And it is. It's just... And I don't know if it's a matter of feeling like the center of attention or more so like, oh, my God, there's only a few things that you can do with one one guy. I mean, of course, we use dildos and different things, but it's not the same. Right. So to have, you know, all that and then to also see my partner as he's watching me, there's just a lot of different things happening that it's very explosive. Um, Okay, so would you also be comfortable As a cuck queen, something which is not yet so popular that women have the same fantasies to watch their man with another woman. So I absolutely would be able to participate. And of course, like we've had threesomes with females before, so it's not that's not like out of our play style. But um, I would not be into like the degrading and that part of cuckolding. Like I'm not out to, you know, try and humiliate or demean my man in any kind of way. That is not part of what I would be comfortable with. But yes, sitting back and watching him enjoy whatever he's got going on. Yes, I would definitely be okay with that. But I would not be okay with it for the entire period. Like, at some point in time, I would have to join in and be part of whatever this threesome or whatever is. Um, I don't necessarily have to say that the woman has to be bisexual, but... In my particular play compositions, I do prefer that because I'm bisexual and to be able to play with the girl at the same time as my partner, I think that would, you know, like that just makes things so much better. So I do kind of have like some preferences, although it's turned out every single time the, 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 the female has been bisexual, so I haven't had to worry about something like that, but it is something that like I would need at some point in that time. Um, Dave is saying, I think when my lover watches me with another woman or sharing me, I love seeing her get turned on watching us. Yeah, I think that that's the whole point of this, right? And that's compersion. That's like, oh, that's like feeling excited for your partner being excited. And that's important. You know, I think that that's one of the biggest things that we need to get behind in the lifestyle and understand what it is that we're able to watch and accept of our partners with somebody else, you know, because some people can't handle that. And some like to be in the lifestyle, but they have to play in different rooms or something else has to go on. And There's all variations of composition, so not everybody has that particular feeling, but I do, I absolutely agree that watching my partner is exhilarating. There's nothing like it. And that's one of the reasons why we only play together at this point in time, because that's one of the reasons why I'm in the lifestyle. Aside from the fact of like I wasn't looking to be part of this lifestyle I only entered it because My partner is long time Running in this lifestyle and When I met him I had the choice I had to make am I doing this or am I not doing this? And I chose to be part of it because I thought that it was a great exploration. And so for me, my thought process on a lot of different subjects is very one-sided and one-minded because of the way that I came into the lifestyle. And a lot of times when I do these live discussions, and I, I do have the talking points here, I put together a discussion point in my private group on Facebook and I allow the community members to add contributions to it so it's not just myself answering, because we need to have a variety of understandings and a variety of perspectives when we're talking about lifestyle stuff, because we need to be well-educated and well-rounded, and one person cannot provide that point of view by any means. So, Maller is saying, Bender, what are you selling? I'm not selling anything, sir. I am just educating on a lifestyle topic. Um... I don't know. You know, sometimes it frazzles me when when the hecklers like come on here and do stuff like that because they just don't understand it. The prime people that just shouldn't be in the lifestyle. So, anyways, um, we were talking about introducing a new partner into the lifestyle, and of course, keep on going and add in your your notations there. Now, as I just mentioned, I was not part of the lifestyle when i met my partner he introduced me to it in a weird bumpy way and i had to make a decision on what it was that i wanted and what i was looking for from this lifestyle was i going to be part of it was i not going to be part of it and it took a really long time for me to understand what it was that this lifestyle really meant because i could not understand how to separate I couldn't figure out how to separate sex from the emotion, right? Since this wasn't my thought process, I had a really hard time disconnecting that. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that we need to be on the lookout for when we are introducing a new partner is having them understand that it's not anything emotional. It is simply just purely desire and sexual des- sexual desires and like wants and needs and it's very different than Um, anything connective from you know a relationship standpoint so I think that I felt really lucky when I got brought into this because my partner really did allow me to have some downtime maybe like I kind of just observed for like six months maybe a little bit more and I kind of took my time I asked a lot of questions and he took me to I asked a lot of questions because of course I was really curious about um my, of course I was really curious about females and things like that I from an early age knew I was kind of bisexual but I never really acted on it I kissed a girl like one time but when I was with my partner he had taken me to a strip club one night and I think that he was trying to see what my interactions would be with the stripper and how I handle the female energy and, you know, lap dances and different things like that. And I thought that that was a really great way for him to present that kind of energy to me because where else would I have received that? where there's solid boundaries right because at the strip club there are boundaries and that for me was a really great way for him to introduce me to the fact of like do I really like this or do I not like this and so I think that that would be a really great takeaway for you guys also is to do something like that come into a naughty environment per se and just kind of like get a feel for what's going on around you to see if that's something that would make you feel powerful and feel really good inside for me that was like a home run so I really appreciated that he had that thought and was trying to you know break me in easy in a way that wasn't very overwhelming so you did the same thing with your wife see that's really great I think that it's the strip clubs and, and not all of them because some of them are super you know like way hands off We, so the first strip club that he took me to, like, it was okay. Like, I still had a really great time, and I did get a lap dance, and we went into the back room, and we did all sorts of great things, and that was the night that I knew that, like, yes, I definitely really like girls, but then we found this other strip club, and unfortunately, they closed down because of COVID, but that was more loungy-like, and the girls were out on the floor, and we just, like, chilled the whole night, danced, and I was able to go up and dance on the pole, and all sorts of different things. So that's really when I started to like break the ice and kind of really take a feel for the things that I like and what turns me on and be more receptive to what the female energy brings because it's way different than what the guys bring and it's amazing. Dave is saying people don't realize that the social aspect of the lifestyle are interesting. Getting to know others and learning about what turns others on in an open community. Yeah, well, that is the thing and that's one of the reasons why the lifestyle is so great is because there is so much kink and there is so much wants and there is so much desires and each one of us is so far different that of course it's going to be different for each of us because how could we possibly think the same? How could we possibly each want the same exact thing? You don't and we couldn't and so talking to one another is super fascinating for you to share what you want, for me to share what I like, and to grow and expand our minds. That's the power of education, and that's why I'm happy to do this stuff. Curious Playful says she had a great time with the dancers. They were a little hands off, but very chill. She left the club literally dripping. So that answered her questions. Communication is key. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm exactly my point. You come into an environment where it's not pushy and you're allowed to just be free and be open and feel like you can explore at your own pace, is exhilarating because you don't feel forced and you don't feel overwhelmed and you don't feel like you're supposed to be doing something you're just chilling and you're just having a great time and so that has to be the approach when you're trying to introduce somebody into the lifestyle because this is a very delicate space to live in with a lot of ups and downs and so you don't want to make it messy right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that you guys are, you know, on the same page with what you guys have going on in the comments field. Um, Yeah, so next thing would be porn. If you were going to introduce a new partner into the lifestyle, break out the porn. You know, my partner and I watch porn together a lot. Um, A lot of it is our own homemade stuff. But, hey, it's not bad. But porn really gave me a more open thought process to some of the more down and degrading things. So maybe not necessarily having to do with introducing me into the swingers world, but it certainly introduced me to a lot of down and dirty stuff that I happen to love. And so for me, the porn was another really great segue For me to say, okay, I know that this is kind of like, you know, acting or whatever, but I never thought about that composition or I didn't even know that that was possible. So for me, the porn was a really great outlet for me to really figure out some other things that were out there that I had no idea existed. Um, Curious Playful says, We also found that checking in during playtime is a must. Make sure all are really on the same page, same level, and the vibe is shared by all. Yeah, I have to agree. So I'm just going to rejigger myself a little bit. I'm in my little house, and it's, like, a little bit cold in here, which is why I'm wearing my bathrobe, but um what's it called so yeah checking in during playtime I think is really important I think that having signals and having different like tap things is a really great way to make sure you guys are aligned and making sure that everybody's comfortable because you definitely don't want to be in a situation where you feel like you're 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 being forced to do something or you don't know how to say no or just the composition is like a little bit weird. There's gotta be a sign in some sort of way. So there has to be alignment in that field, agreed. Um, you also have to be forgiving. Yes, guys, hold on one second for me. Okay, I'm so sorry about that, but I was not gonna make, it's, it's getting way too chilly chilly in here. Okay, um, so where are we? Okay, checking in during playtime. Yes, that was a really great addition. Um, So Dave says you also have to be forgiving for missteps as long as you are honest and communicate what your comfort levels are. Yes. So listen, the lifestyle is definitely a very bumpy road. At no point in time is it going to be 100% amazing. So even though I do this and I educate and try and live my best lifestyle life like everybody else. I also have the ups and downs, which kills me because I try so hard not to, but it's inevitable. You know, whether it's the play partners that did something that kind of threw everything off or like you just weren't thinking personally, there's a lot of different things that could happen. Your first thing is is you have to own up to it. you have to be understanding and you have to be open and accepting to what your partner's thoughts are on it. And without that, you won't make it. (laughs) So you definitely have to be understanding and flexible. But I will say, if there's a point in time where a mishap does happen, I think taking a pause and taking a step back so you can realign in your relationship is the right thing to do. Because you don't want to have this bumpy, messy thing, and then all of a sudden go back out to the club, but yet somebody wasn't healed over what just happened. So taking that moment to like, really take it in and really make sure you're aligned with your partner, I think is the best way to move forward when you come out of a bumpy situation. Um, Dave says, I love the ideas of signals to let the others know everything is okay or not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the signals are really important because like, for instance, for myself, I love, I love, love, love play sessions, right? But there are times where my vagina gets broken, and I need to tap out, or something needs to happen, and I'm just, like, not in a good place. So, like, I need to be able to have that communication with my partner so he understands, like, what's going on. Um, You know, like, there's definitely a lot of times where you know, something weird might go down. You know, if somebody's going into the bum or something and you don't want that to happen, there needs to be that conversation between partners that everybody's aligned and understands like what the goes and no-goes are. But then also your partner has to be aware of what's happening for them to be able to, you know, step in and support you, whatever that is. So yeah, definitely having the signals is one of those takeaways that I will say every swinger should have 100%. Um, Okay, so... Oh duh. Introduce partners introduce new partners to podcasts such as mine, the Mizzy Bender Show. There's so much good stuff on there. But seriously. Um there is a lot of education on the Swingers podcast and adult podcasts. There's a lot that is strictly education. There are some that just share Swinger Stories, um, so many variations of it. Mine happens to be a combination of education, my journey, other people's journeys, all wrapped into something that has, you know, a learning to it. So I think that those, and podcasts are so dang popular now, I don't think that you'd be able to not find one that would be valuable. Um, Dave says, I really appreciate swingers like you coming on SDC and sharing your thoughts and experiences. Why, thank you, Dave. I do really appreciate that. I really love being here, too. Um, Okay, so I think that we've kind of, like, really hit it on the head on how to introduce a new partner into the into the swingers lifestyle. Is there anything else on your guys' mind that you guys wanna talk about or anything of the sorts? The next live session will be on November 28th. We're gonna be talking about jealousy in the lifestyle. So if you wanna be part of that, definitely come back. The event is listed in the SDC groups or event profile rather. So just hit RSVP on there and you'll get those reminders. Dave wants to know what are your thoughts about long-term friends with benefits? I love long-term friends with benefits. Most of my play partners are long-term friends with benefits. For me, that works out really well because I, I, I trust them and I, I have, you know, a sense of understanding of who they are as individuals. So for me, the friends with benefits is a go. I think that that is what exhilarates my play scene so much more because when you know somebody, I think that you could tap into their sexual desires a little bit more because they feel more comfortable with you and they're a little bit more willing to be open to some different scenarios. So for me, that works out really well. That works out well for them and it works out for me because then I get to really push my boundaries on how far I could take whatever's going on in this sexual point in time right now. But then also for them because you know, I don't know. We just get to keep banging. And for a guy, I think that that's the things that they like to do the most. <laughs> so I think that if you're able to keep your relation, your emotions separate, then you're in good shape. If you are one of those people that can't separate the emotions, well, then you probably shouldn't do the friends with benefits because sometimes those lines get super blurred. And over a long period of time, Even more so, like if you can't catch yourself from having those, you know, like feelings or crushes or whatever, then you should step away. So it really depends on who you are as an individual and what's really going on in the composition of that friendship to determine whether or not you should do it. That's how I feel. But all the guys that I that I bang, I they're mostly long term friends of Spencer's. How do you separate emotions? Wait, how do you separate emotions from sex? Well, that's really tough, and I think that that's why there needs to be an observation period when you are deciding on joining this lifestyle, because it gives you the time to understand how to separate the two. You observe people around you, you observe their behaviors, you observe some of the things that are the red flags that you think that would be able, that you think would kind of like, you know, fub you up a little bit if you get caught up in that. So it really is a matter of are you a person that can just go and bang and not have any emotional attachment to it or or a love type thing to it, you know, like you have to make that call yourself. But I definitely think that there's, I mean, we all do it. So it's just a matter of just taking your time and making sure you're ready for it and growing into the individual that's needed to be part of the swingers world. And it does happen. So you'll always hear me for anybody that's new. Take that time. Take about six months. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best advice you have ever gotten, because it allows you to be in the environment. It allows you to bring on your sexual energy and all the things that you want, but in a very delicate, easy way. And when, you're, when the universe and the stars and moon align, you'll know that you're supposed to be in a play situation, and that will happen, and then you'll be in good shape. Um, Curious Playful says, One of the touchy things that we have come up against with LS are rules. My wife and I discussed what we wanted out of the LS and what our rules were before we ever started doing anything. We found some people do not like rules. Well, I think that the people that don't like rules are just not your play partner. There are people that are super open and super free with their play style, and that's totally cool, but they're just not for you. And that's totally cool too. So we have to have the understanding that everybody in the lifestyle operates so far differently and we have to be open accepting and willing to understand that not everybody is going to be our match made in heaven oh hey anthony um and dave i feel it is hard establishing friends with benefits with a single girl Hmm. I don't know. I don't have an idea or suggestion on that particular subject. I'm not a single girl. I haven't really ever been in that scenario before, so I'm not sure I would be the best person for that advice. But I certainly can put together a discussion thread and try and figure out uh, a way to have a discussion on gaining friends with benefits and the pros and cons. Um, yeah, the observation period. Thank you. Do I still get emotions for your friend uh, friends with? I don't no. So I, I don't get emotions for my friends with benefits. I get like um, a close companionship with them, right? Like I will text message them almost every day. I will, you know, have like general conversation or, or different things. But it's not like I don't have like a love for that. Like i I'm in love with you. I just have like a more of a. Um, more of a close friendship, like, with you. So, no, I, and I never did. I never did get emotions with play partners. For me, it's not, I, like, it's not that. And I never had that mindset. So, for me, I never went down that path. Um, The lifestyle has to grow on you. Yeah, I do, that's a great, the lifestyle has to grow on you and you have to grow into the lifestyle because all of the, um, stereotypes and all those like negative things that are out there about the swingers world is so not what it is so yeah you do have to kind of like grow on it has to grow on you for a single girl share the girl in the lifestyle with other friends it's all about play yeah I mean I guess that would be a good way to do it um you know I'm not sure I'm gonna I'm gonna dive more into that topic and see if I can come, you know, get somewhere else with it. Um, Okay, so listen, I think that we've kind of like really nailed in this topic the I I think that I started mentioning it earlier that the next topic is going to be about navigating jealousy in the lifestyle which is probably a really great piggyback to this conversation simply because if you're new I don't think that you're going to eliminate any kind of jealousy so having the conversation together with some point of views and tips I think that um, will really get to a solid solid place if you guys are interested more education, more topics. I really like this discussion. I would like to see your next topic discussion. Yeah, so join me on November 28th. Or you can join my Facebook page. It's just at Mizzy Bender's page. I have every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. I do a live. And it's all about stuff like this it's exactly like this um so people could submit topics see you know I have topics of my own we talk about so it goes in various different ways um so yeah you guys thank you so much for joining today's episode I really do appreciate it like I said I'll be back at the end of November if you have any questions comments discussion points send me a message Or you can email me at mizzybender at outlook.com. And I would be happy to uh, have a conversation with you about anything. Bye, everyone.